We would like to advise that the following program may contain adult themes, occasional nudity, and language that may offend some listeners. Thank God it's... And welcome to Studio 222 at the ABC in Ultimo for another edition of Thank God It's Friday. I'm Richard Glover, and please welcome this week's gang. In Sydney, it's Bridie Connell and Tommy Dean. Welcome! And in, well, a flood-affected Wagga Wagga, it's Dane Simpson. Hi, Dane. It sounds weird when it's just one person. Um, but, <laughs> solitary woo. Before yeah. we before we move on, how's your town? How how you how you faring? Uh, I am girt by river. Um, <laughs> we, we yeah, it's quite. Uh, it's wet here, but it's not. It's we're not in the danger zone yet. Okay, so, I mean, I read I read that the North Wagga levee can withstand a river height of nine point nine meters, and the forecast yeah. is for nine point eight meters. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those cups of coffee that you sort of like fill to the brim and then have to walk to the dining room. Yeah. Um, it's, it's that anxiety that people have. So it's, yeah, it's crazy, um, but it could be worse, I suppose, is where Did it settle? Did the, was there some sort of settling of the wall? Like it seems an odd height to build a water wall. Why not to. go for the 10? Like just, just even numbers. Is there something metric Does I don't it, understand or? Um, the, no, it's, it's 9.9 and... That's what we agreed on, and we won't spend a dollar more. (laughs) (laughs) Let's check you up with this week's news. Who came out with their paws up? (laughs) (laughs) This is a pretty exciting news story. As far as news stories go, this one is pretty exciting. Although I will say, I feel like the headline is more exciting than the actual story. (laughs) But a bunch of lions escaped from their enclosure at Taronga Zoo Mm. this week. Um, while there were a whole bunch of guests sleeping, slumbering away peacefully as part of the Raw and Snore program, mm-hmm. five uh, lions escaped. We, we, talk, we, talked to, we talked to one of them. He was there in his tent with his wife and two kids and they're just getting ready for breakfast and the guy says, Code one, code one, <laughs> run! Don't take your belongings, run! <laughs> but when you actually look at the details, it, it, it doesn't mm. sound quite as dramatic mm. as the headline makes. There was a second TV. fence, there right? Was, there was a second fence. However, I did love the details that included in the guests who were staying at the zoo were a bunch of primary school kids who now have the coolest yeah, school yeah, yeah. excursion story oh, ever. Yeah. Can you imagine? Okay, um, not only was there a second fence, just to play down the story, not only was there a second fence, but the first fence, it, it's not that it had a hole in it. It just had an integrity issue, right? I have integrity issues. I relate to that <laughs> fence. I understand. Also, there was one big lion, and I will say that is scary, but then four of the other lions were little cubs, and that's just that's an adorable story, mm-hmm. not a scary story. According to the guy I spoke to, the guy in the tent, they didn't, they didn't look like cubs. <laughs> he, said, he said they were pretty grown-up cubs. He said they looked like lions. <laughs> I, I love the idea that it's dad and four cubs. Like I think that's – I feel like mum's kicked him out. Um, <laughs> Boys he's, trip. He's done something and he's just like, uh, and, and you know what, take the kids with you. And he's like, oh, damn it. Mum was so I, excited to have a night off. Yeah. Uh, I've always I wondered, think, like, are these, have these lions been like, – are they – the cubs, clearly, but are the, was the big lion bred in captivity? I always wonder about captive lions, and you know, there's something in their sort of you know inherent DNA. But 
part of me would like to think that he's like, all right, kids, grandpa used to tell me about this. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're just over there. Everyone in Mossman yeah. is Because, cat- you know, to a lion, a bunch of kids in a tent is a samosa. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to go for takeaway? Takeaway, kids? Let's get some takeaway. <laughs> He's so good. And for the kids, yeah. for the roaring snore people, I would think that's like added value. Absolutely. I, I mean, if you're just going to go I mean, sleep in a zoo, but then you're guaranteed everything's locked away, what's the point? Yeah. yeah. You know, they, 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 I would like to think that the... The zoo did it on purpose. They paid extra, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's the ultimate. Every now, let's pick yeah. something and let them out. <laughs> I think the rules are too. The Mufasa said they can't go to the elephant's graveyard, but uh, said nothing about the tents. <laughs> <laughs> Everything the light touches is fine. Yeah. I would like to think the giraffes were spotting for him. You're clear. Go. <laughs> Go. Tommy, no, I think just... you need to write a movie, like a prison break style movie about this story. Hello, just the, the first thing the zoo does, is, apart from evacuate, is call the police. What's, what are the Mossman coppers supposed to do? They arrive at 7 a.m. <laughs> Two right. of the cubs were in one overcoat. They didn't tell that part of the story. <laughs> we're approaching now on the ferry. Please get the escalator ready. <laughs> Escalator. What's the thing called that goes up? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that the called? Sky, the uh, Sky Tram or something? Sky, yeah. Sky. I think you, you could say that the dad left with his pride. Ah. Ah. pride his pride intact. Uh, I, I, don't know. I don't know. That's... <laughs> I've, I've, I've wasted all my energy sandbagging, you know? <laughs> the most interesting thing someone said to, have, uh, to happen in Mossman since negative gearing. But <laughs> everyone in Mossman is captive in some sense. I've long argued that the main reason... There's no one there that's free. No, but the main reason I think Deep. that the, the Mossman and the entire northern Sydney beaches are just like crushed with uh, four-wheel drives... And SUVs is because of the threat of Taronga Zoo breaking loose. <laughs> you just got to be ready <laughs> when the time comes. You want to be a, a long way up, right? Yeah. So you want to be. You want to have an head. elevated drive. And then, like SUV sales just went through the roof. <laughs> at Mossman Land Rover. <laughs> uh, the closest that Sydney's getting to Jurassic Park franchise, and I am here for it. Exactly. Absolutely. Uh, second story from this week's news: Who wants to charge you for being you? You know what I, there's nothing I love more in the world than rich people complaining about not having enough money. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) This is the story. It just reminds you that we're all the same. Nobody has enough. One of my favorite comics in the world, I forget his name, but he was so good. (laughs) Your favorite? (laughs) When I was growing up, he was like an old guy. Anyway, everybody, Jeff Jenna, his name was Jeff Jenna. Everybody needs 40 more bucks. Doesn't matter who you are. 40 more bucks. You just need 40 more bucks. No matter who you are, no matter what your lifestyle is, <laughs> I just need 40 more bucks. So dollars. Elon Musk's dream is of having 69 billion yeah. and 40 bucks. That's 40 bucks. That's, 40 That's what bucks. it is. That's what This is Elon Musk. Uh, yeah, bought Twitter. <laughs> then he tried to get a refund. Um, but then uh, pointed out that on the receipt it said, sorry, no take backsies. <laughs> so he paid $69 billion. <sighs> so if you have, here's my argument. If you have 69 spare billion dollars and nobody spends their entire 69 billion dollars, like just put it, let's just take the billion off of it. If something costs $69 and I have $69, I don't buy it, mm-hmm. leaving me with zero dollars. Zero, that's right. Yeah. I have more dollars up my sleeve. But I think Elon's got more dollars up his sleeve than the exactly. Twitter. Yeah. But now he's yeah. saying, well, you know, in order to get this uh, Twitter price thing under control, I'm going to have to do a couple of things that we didn't do before. Like, uh, we're going to charge you, and it's like a stupid number. It's like $25. A month. 
Oh, it's a month. Uh, yeah, per, uh, yeah. yeah. But, but, hey, you gotta hey, subscribe to your identity. Yeah. Oh, that's even worse. I thought it was like a one-off $25 no, no. fee. It's a, no. it's a monthly fee. So you gotta put in a yeah. monthly fee to be yourself. So yeah. if you want to p- prove that Tommy Dean is Twittering Tommy Dean twits, which, by the way, we do not. I do not have a Twitter yeah. handle. Do not look for me on Twitter. I do not exist <laughs> on Twitter. You know why? Because I need 40 bucks, and I don't have 25 <laughs> Guess what? For, for my $8, I'm happy to be Tommy Dean on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> look, if you give me four of those eight, I will let you. Yeah. Yeah. I'll pay $8 to be Stephen King, who's been having an argument with Elon Musk yeah. about it, because he yeah. says, oh, look, I bring value to the site. I'm creating content for you. Why should I pay? You should pay me, he says. Well, what yeah. the, how, how is Twitter? I've never understood what the monetization of Twitter was. I thought that was always Twitter's problem. There are ads. But where do you, I don't do Twitter, so do they... They, they flash up ads. Mm. So you have an incredibly witty thing from Dane, and then an incredibly witty thing from Brody, <laughs> and then a right. big ad for Ned's, which says you can't, <laughs> you can't be a man and have friends unless you gamble. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's why you need 40 more bucks. That's why you need 40 more bucks. <laughs> yeah. Frankly, I think we should all be paid as Twitter users to remain on the platform mm. because yes. the amount of horrible fighting that happens on that platform, all the therapy fees that we should, you, you know, mm. th- I, that's what Because we do. only tweet nice things, right? We tweet lovely we things. Lovely things, yeah. Lovely, but th- that's the same cannot be said for many mm. Twitter users. But th- that, should, that should be where the charges are. If anything, that should be where he gets his money back. And, you know, we heard on the news there he's cutting servers and reducing bandwidth and doing everything he can to save some money. Is There should be like a limit. You know, like get yep. the addicts. That's where you get them. So if you just do a couple of fun tweets a day, that's fine. But you know, those people that put out like 27 tweets in a row, the whole yeah. point of Twitter was 126 characters, not 126 times 126. Now that, As you write I a novel on yeah. Twitter, yeah. get the addicts. Remember when we paid 10 cents for SMSs? And we were just saying, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we used to pay 10 cents to tell our mom, okay. <laughs> you I charge also- for that. I think like it's the eight dollars to not be anonymous. Isn't that yeah. the good bit of Twitter? Like, isn't that the the bit you want to be anonymous? You want to have you don't you want the blue tick. You don't want the blue tick. No, who wants the blue you, tick? You want an account that you can. You're allowed to call Stephen King like a weirdo or whatever you want to say mm-hmm. to him. Like it, it's cool. I can. You could swear at Elon Musk and then go, Nah, it wasn't me. Why did he give you eight dollars a month? <laughs> Is this a confession, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> He's flood affected. He can't be held responsible. Uh, I'm team Johnny Depp, apparently. That's... <laughs> which uh, which profession might now be dogged by their own DNA? Which profession oh, oh, might be? Yes, this, Dane. This is an Adelaide yarn. Um, the 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 nerds over in Adelaide have figured out how to <laughs> do <laughs> make it. But, but make what it you mean the, uni- the, the university professor? University. Yeah, right. yeah, research <laughs> scientist. Professor Nude. I don't, I don't know the acronym. I, I just know the acronym, <laughs> nerds. Um, they've figured out the, uh, like, you can get DNA from pets, from animals. So you, if, you're, if you're committing any crimes and stuff, then uh, if the dog came up and, and, like, touched you in any way, brushed against you or whatever, they can tell that you were in the vicinity or in the house. That's like, right. It, it turns yeah. out the, the dog, just patting a dog or something like it leaves a lot of your DNA on the dog or the cat. And so, therefore, if you examine them, you can tell who was at the crime scene. Nerds are turning animals, which are cool, into narcs. And that's <laughs> like they're spreading their nerdism. That's you right. Know? I, the the dog, dogs the... have been narking on us for years, man. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't, I don't mind this because I, I started thinking about this story and then I was like, I just know in myself that I would definitely watch like a detective series, which was a, a cop and a dog. Like I would mm-hmm. love that show. Like Turner yeah. and Hooch? Like yeah. law and 
porter that was so i'm so sorry everyone that's a terrible joke i'm so sorry that's my favorite but i i would absolutely watch that and i would watch a cat in the witness box in a court i just the possibilities that have opened up well there was inspector there was inspector rex of course but inspector rex he he was just doing investigations he wasn't waiting for someone to pat him and then get the dna and we had america for years in the 70s and 80s had mcgruff the crime dog um, what about Get water rats? We can do a, a we can revisit water rats. Literal water rats. <laughs> water rats. Yeah, a touchy. I'm yeah, a little surprised it took rats. them this long to figure it out. It feels like they should have known that for a while. Yeah. Given what everything else they're following, we've been watching CSI for years. Ten years ago, they were getting like fingerprints off the bottom of a picture frame from mm-hmm. ten years ago, and then somehow amplifying it using super glue and glowing lights. I don't know who would who would think of. Testing the cat. Have you ever had a dog? You've had a dog. No, I've got a you, dog. You have a dog that writes books. Yeah. And he never thought to mention that he's a DNA sponge. That <laughs> <laughs> stuff just sticks to him all the time. I also and love the, the, the thing that ruins it for me is now I can't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know that I can touch my dog ever again. <laughs> Not that I'm worried about finding about me. It's because he's covered in everybody else that's been at my house. Yeah. <laughs> like when you go to the dog park now, he comes home with the dog park. Yeah, all those yeah. people at this dog park, you don't know their names. You only know the names of their other dogs. Yeah. He's are a, on your dog. He's a DNA soup. And that's why I think it might now, but now I'm crossing my wires. I'm thinking maybe it doesn't work. Because uh-huh. they're like, you know, talking about contaminated DNA at evidence scenes all the time. You know, and was there a dog there? Yeah. Oh, no. Like a dog is like one, two, three, and four degrees from Kevin Bacon all at once. <laughs> oh, they like bacon. Oh, they love it. They love it so much. I also like, like the idea that, you know, a very hardened criminal will come in and burgle your house and stop for a quick cuddle. I'm going to steal these priceless diamonds. Yes, I am. I like that. It's it, it, it does feel a little embarrassing for the dog to be like, well, you took cut my hair. Yeah, why didn't you stop it? Yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that great crime dog was Scooby Doo. He, he solved crimes, didn't he? Scooby Doo? Oh, He's yeah. Yeah. Oh, he did. Yeah. yeah, him and his him and his stoner mate. He didn't. He didn't need DNA testing. No, he just needs Scooby yeah. snacks and a little bit of serendipity. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way crime is always solved. Exactly. Uh, we have Bridie Connell, Tommy Dean, and Dane Simpson with us now. The title of Prince Harry's tell-all book has been revealed this week. It's called Spare, Ooh. a reference <laughs> to the fact that as the second-born brother in the royal system, he has a particularly bad start in life. He's just the spare. Fair enough. But what's the toughest thing in life? To be an only child, a firstborn, a secondborn, a thirdborn or, or, or more? Dane Simpson, I don't know what birth order uh, yeah. you, you're in, but uh, I guess it has an influence on how you'll answer this question. Absolutely. I, I feel like the – because I'm, I'm, I'm one of two. I've got an older brother. Um, and he is oh, – so super, you're the spare. I'm the spare. And I, I feel like he is – he's realistically the – uh, what do I say? You know, when you, t- it's, he's the canary. Yeah. So you, you're sending him down the, the path first and the, uh, like, he's the guy, he's super tough. I think that that's what's made him this amazing, like massive, tough dude, but he's had it bad all the time. Cause he's the guy that's gone in and, and gone in first and then had to learn the bad things. And then mm. I've come in and just on his you, tail, you just gone. Well, boom, boom. And then, yeah, live my life. It's, I, I, I remember when we were kids, and this is one of those distinct stories of, of the family that my mom always brings up to um, any girlfriend I've brought home from high school or mm-hmm. any, and continues to. But I sent my brother up 
uh, a trait. Stop bringing girls home from high school when you're married. (laughs) Raises a very important question, Dane. Are you still married? Based on this revelation right here. She, 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 my mum actually brought this up at my wedding. Um, the, so I, apparently when we were kids, I sent my brother, we decided that we were going to make a, a tree house. I sent him up the tree, um, to, to hammer in all of the wood and I'm, I'm coaching him as to what to do and where's to, where's the next place to put the wood in. And he fell out of the tree and broke <gasps> his arm, oh, no. um, which, you know, we, we called HR and <laughs> <laughs> We went inside and mum's like, uh, uh, we need to go to the hospital and then told me to lock all the doors in the house and get in the car. And I did. And I waited in the car while my mum stared at me through the window of the house and said, you need to come and let us out of the house. (laughs) You've locked us in. (laughs) It sounds like in your family, the firstborn is the spare. The one that you don't care if what happens. You're just the spare. Yeah, he's 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 the tester, and then I'm the, I'm, I'm the he's the rough draft, should I say? And I'm the final. Uh, we're with Prince Dane Simpson, the, uh, the 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 non-spare member of the Simpson family, the one that will whatever throne will is available, he will be the one who, who in the end mount. But Bridie, I don't know what birth order you're in, but what's the worst start in life? Only child, first child, second child. I'm the youngest as well, so you've got the heirs and then the spare. So I'm also I'm I'm same pecking order as Dane. But um, what second? Two the two second, one. Second, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, but you know I, there are some obvious. Upsides and downsides to all positions in the birth order. As the youngest, you know, of course you get spoilt rotten, but also you get a lot of hand-me-downs and everybody calls you baby and you always have to sit in the middle seat when you're a kid, all these things. But I was actually looking up birth order when I was looking at this question and I read an article about something called Youngest Child Syndrome, which apparently classifies me and all my fellow youngest kids out there as spoiled, coddled, unwilling to take, uh, willing to take unnecessary risks and far less intelligent than their older siblings, to which I say, Richard, some mean internet writer is being mean. Make them stop. So spoilt and stupid. <laughs> That's pretty rough. Tommy, what uh, birth order are you in? Uh, I'm the oldest. I am the prince. Uh-huh. The heir. The heir to it all. The uh, I walk uh, long strides. I thought, long, long because I've read about birth order. I mean, there's lots of science about birth order. And the general rule is the firstborn is the most responsible who casts himself in the same guise as his father. And Mm. then the others have various responses to that. But I don't think you're that similar to your dad. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing that shifted is um, because when I had uh, the childhood breakdown disease of uh, Gillian Barr, uh-huh. Uh, so from seven to nine, I'm in a wheelchair, fully paralyzed uh, from the waist down. Uh, and that shifted. I like talked to therapists about this, and it like shifts the birth order because mm. at uh-huh. seven to nine is when I should have been establishing your dominance. You know, I come in at eight. You know, that's when yeah. that's when kind of things all kind of kick in. That's when I set my pattern. Following my dad, I should have been out hunting with him. I should have been in the woods carrying his guns and loading his shells and cleaning his gum boots. Uh, but suddenly, I got shifted back. So my second brother. He number two the, yeah. steps up yeah. into my role, and he very much has lived a, a gun-toting life. So he's the one who's on the security <laughs> detail he, he, for the president yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, secret okay. service agent yeah. with a you know twenty-five years of U.S. Army experience in there as so well. So that could be you. That could have been me. So I should have been the warrior, but I got I got I got four H'd out. 
4F, sorry, 4F is me. But <laughs> I got moved to the back of the line uh, where I was. But then this is where I trade off. So I had all the spoiling of mm-hmm. a youngest child because I became cuddled and looked after more than most. Uh, but I already had the intelligence. Yeah, and I am just spoiled and dumb. Yeah, you, I'm having a terrible time over yeah. here. I can't so string I a like, sentence together. So I was you're fully sim- aware of what, the spoiling I was getting. <laughs> so you're smart and spoiled. Smart and spoiled. How to take advantage of it. And that's what led me to a life in entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> but does that mean that part of you is, is pleased for the terrible, terrible disease? Oh, it, it's, 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 you know, what, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. That's what they tell you. It certainly defined my life. There's no doubt about that. It certainly (laughs) defines my life. I don't know if that makes it the way I would have wanted to do it, but it certainly is the way I had to do it. It's so funny that you've gone from I am a warrior to now I work in the arts. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what do we do, Dane? What's the language of the arts? It's all war. We kill. We slay. We swing punchlines. We fight every night. It's a hustle. Oh, man. Sometimes my phone goes dead. It's crazy, <laughs> isn't it? And you can't get a charger. We are the real heroes. <laughs> they played the wrong intro music. How insulting. <laughs> Don't you know the sacrifice? We have uh, one oldest child who then got uh, shunted down the thing and two youngest children. That makes up our panel and an only child in myself. So most that's, sad no. and pathetic of all, of It course. is because you're the oldest with all the responsibility requirements yeah. and the most coddled. So, yeah. And stupid. And stupid, coddled. And smart. <laughs> it's, it's I very, always thought it would be so very, hard. Very tragic. Thank God it's Friday with Richard Glover. Friday Connell, Tommy Dean and Dane Simpson. And, and Dane, in, in Wagga it sounds like it's peaked. So 9.7 versus 9.9. Whew, phew. Yeah. Like just like the river, my career has peaked. Um, <laughs> okay, don't we in that river because that's all it could take. <laughs> but I can see now why you were so exact. You just, I think that's how you guys worked it out. Yeah, why would you spend the extra point one? Yeah, when you knew you. In, in fact, they've, 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 they they should have made it nine point eight. Yeah, they've been fine. You would have been, been fine. fine. Yeah. Yeah, we wasted money. Um, <laughs> Elong is going to come and tell us how to, how to make some more money. You're going to say that. 40 bucks that Tommy keeps talking about. Uh, now, uh, uh, we'll do the wheel of death in just a second, but gambling ads will no longer say gamble, gamble responsibly. Instead, they'll be much more assertive slogans saying things like, chances are you're about to lose, or is this a bet you really want to place? What other warnings would you like to see flash up just during your ordinary journey to <laughs> Typical day, Bridie. Um, oh, I, th- I think a good one that a lot of people could use are, um, is this an email that you really want to hit reply all to? <laughs> that would be my first go-to. Would you like to read this again before you send it? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Maybe maybe sleep on it before you send that to the entire company. But it should, actually. I've always, I, I, as one who deals now, I've never had to worry about email in this fashion. Mm. And uh, now with the office being what it is. Uh, it always it does strike me that the reply all button should be bigger and on Red. the other side of the screen. <laughs> and say danger. Yeah, it shouldn't be next to reply. No. It should be way on the other side. And if you do hit it, then it should come up. Your chances are, you sure? are you're about to lose you're, yeah. your job if you're you send off. this email. Are you sure you want to reply all? Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? Okay. Are you sure? What, what other warnings should we have just in, in ordinary life? You know, uh, the third beer is always, always well, a, third beer is always yeah. a mistake. Like when I go off for the afternoon break, I, think I sometimes can hear a sign go off in my head saying, three coffees? Yeah, yeah. Are you made of money? Yeah. What are you? Who yeah. are you? Three? 
Do you need to be this jazzed up at two o'clock? <laughs> no, a second martini <laughs> is always a mistake. Yeah, that's too much. That's too much. Uh, or worse luck, and this happened last night uh, with video games. There should be like a timer. You know, I need a timer. You just get lost in the world of a video game. And I like really, I had to get up at six o'clock this morning and it's like 11 o'clock last night. Something should have popped up. One of my adventure characters yeah, should have yeah. stopped and broke the fourth wall. We can do this anytime. Yeah. We're going to be here tomorrow. You don't yeah. need an adventure character. You just need an avatar of your future self going, hey, past Tommy, do you really want to do this? Because yeah. future Tommy would love it if you yeah. did. Tomorrow, <laughs> at least tomorrow, Tommy. Tomorrow, yeah. Tommy. Tomorrow, Tommy. Today, Tommy is not being very kind. He's tomorrow, not very Tommy. kind. But no. that was a problem because then today, what I, they go, are you sure you want a third coffee? Yes. Do you know how late I stayed up last night? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Don't blame me. Blame yesterday, yeah, Tommy. Blame yesterday, Tommy. Yesterday, Tommy. Ah, that guy. Just Dan, I feel like Dane, what, the, what warning should just flash up in ordinary day to day life? The, the thing with the gambling, like, I feel like chances you'll lose is a challenge. You know, like, that's to me, I'm like, nah, but not me, bruh. Like, that, that's not how, like if, if you really want to get me, I wish it said, hey, bet on this. Also, can you lend me 20? And then I'll be like, I don't trust you. Yeah. I don't, I think, don't, I don't trust you, Elon. Yeah. <laughs> Like if it asks me for money, I know I'm giving it to them anyways. But if it asks me for it, yeah, I'm yeah. like, mm, hang on, I don't reckon this is a good idea. Now, what are we, we, uh, Tommy and I, have been in Wagga with you at the karaoke. Do you think before yeah. you jump up the karaoke, there should be some sort of warning? One hundred percent. And also, karaoke starts very late, so it starts at ten o'clock here in Wagga Wagga. And I, I think that there should be a sign at all pubs that say nothing good happens after midnight. Mm. Mm-hmm. Certainly not. Way. Certainly not your rendition of <laughs> of Kaysan. Yeah, is it, yeah. A, is it a warning for the singer? Do you really want to do this, or is it a warning for the audience? Mm. Or maybe it's a warning you're about to be wowed. It should just be flee, <laughs> flee for your life. Evacuation Dane's alarm. A, Dane's about to perform. Can you so stop it early? Every, we, well, sorry, before every karaoke song, that should it should flash up. Are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> and then that way, you're like, oh, I've had a second thought. And a third beer, so yes. So yes, so yes. I just don't understand. Like, if you take the story at face value, it feels like all of the gambling ads are already trying really hard to show you that you're an idiot. Like, now the new wave of ads is, like, the guys rolling out from the their castaways on an island, and they row out from being trapped on an island to ask a fishing boat going by, not to rescue them, but hey, what are the chances of that team winning? Okay, all right, we're going back. Like idiots. Mm-mm. What? Yeah. I don't understand. Because they're trying to sell masculine mateship, Tommy. And, 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 and being mateship? an idiot is part of masculine I mean, well, mateship. It's even stupider because why would you row out to talk to the fisherman about the injury report when you're clearly getting internet so you can place your multi? Just look it up. <laughs> There's an answer to that. Look it up. Yeah. They're all second children. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. My so people. stupid. So stupid. You know what the ad should say? You should just say, uh, even if you win, good luck getting your money back for us. <laughs> Over time. Uh, now, Wheel of Death, are you ready for the Wheel of Death today's topics? Thank you for listeners who sent these in. Uh, butcher Birds, Not Reincarnation, real Not real thing. Marching Bands, Never heard of them. Soapbox, Not a thing. Dog Park, Shouldn't go. Camping, Who? Mimes, <laughs> I made a thing with my hands. Stains, Oh, so many. Chain Gang, Great song. Back scratches. Other great song. Board games. So fun. Exams. Oh, yeah. Learner drivers. Death on wheels. Neighbors. 
and we're on wheels. Back to butcher birds. Which one's filly full of fear? Tommy Dean. Oh, butcher birds. Yeah, let's spin it. Round and round and round it goes. Where it stops, because no one so knows. You know, if it doesn't come up, there is nothing more scary than a bird that knows all the cuts of a beast. <laughs> <laughs> and today's topic is Ooh. exams. Which turns out to be pretty uh, topical because at 3.30 today... It ended. It ended. Woo-hoo. That was the last exam. It was Yay. a DT exam, design and technology exam, and it ended at 3.30. Pens down. It's all over. Relieve, relieve kids, relieve parents, off to the rest of their lives. And that's exactly where I'm at mentally right now is uh, my twin daughters uh, completed their exams today and it is over. Congrats. Congrats. Yay. Congratulations to them. Uh, well done. But what in terms of exams, they went through so many uh, exams that were basically trying to assess where they are at now mm. to look for what their future will be. And I see it the opposite. Now, I'm at the end of that point of life. I've spent all of the last 17, 20 years raising these children and pushing them towards their future. And now I'm forced on this day to sit back and examine. Who am I? Mm, because, well, uh, let's listen in to Dane. <laughs> the sound of the Wagga Pub, ten forty-five on a Friday night. Hey, hey that warning didn't come up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's over. It's all over. It's over. It's over for you. You're saying as well. It. It. I don't know. I wasn't prepared for this. I don't know what's next. Um, I don't, I have, the, I, they have their licenses now and they, and now when I'm driving with them in the car and I give them driving advice, they keep pointing out that it's no more time for that. It's over. It's over. I got my license. You're done, dad. There's nothing. Don't tell wow. us. There's nothing to tell us. You're done. They're adults. They're grown-ups. They're adults. Yeah. yeah and I'm like, well, what about uh, who's going to make dinner? Well, I don't know. I, you know. What happened done. to your authority? I have no authority. I had limited authority to begin with. <laughs> Just so we're clear. I was fully aware that I was not some dictator. Of my children. I was a mildly uh, amusing pot plant in the corner of their life. <laughs> hey now, but great lyrics. Uh, Write that down. Yeah. But they, uh, but that's really, really, I was really quite emotional over the last couple of days where you just go, man, I don't, I, it all went so fast. Mm. You know, all the things that happened, so many, you know, two, three, well, they get with the girls with the two different high schools. So plus primaries, I need three schools to be absorbed and the last six or seven years of dual drop-offs and Mm. friendship crossovers and... And all that uh, friendship at the the gate with the other parents? Well, that ended ended with the train. (laughs) You know, know, so it was nice to, you know, meet new people at the train station that you didn't have to interact with later. Because they didn't have kids, they just happened to be at the train station. (laughs) but it was, uh, but yeah, I remember that, that the step down. We used to have like, great friends. All the parents you were great friends with a drop off, and that slowly fades away. And then the kids start getting themselves to school, and that fades away. And the next thing you know, we went to the graduation. I'm looking around going, it's over. Wow. It is over. It's all done, and I don't know what's happened. I don't know what I'm supposed to do now. And, and of course, evolution is basically said uh, it's, it's all pointless, really. I mean, you've, you've handed over your genes to the next generation. Yes, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Ch- this is, yeah, uh, Charles, this is... Charles Darwin is not really interested in what happens next. No, it's used by. The used by date has definitely, I am the sour chicken in the back of the fridge of life. <laughs> <laughs> the very simple answer yeah. to this is just to re-enroll in high school and you can do your exams again and then just keep yeah. re-enrolling. So if, you, if your worth is tied to doing exams or people around you doing exams, mm. I say we all go back to school and we all just keep doing them forever. Oh, just... Okay, I, I went through this a few years before you, Tommy, and I, this feeling, I, I remember the feeling, it's intense, it lasts for about 
10 minutes and then you get over it and it's glorious. <laughs> All right. But then, but then you're now in the next phase where the, the, the grandchildren come. Yeah, yeah. And then it starts over. Well, that's good. At a different level. That's great. So uh, I'm not in any hurry for that. Just so we're clear, <laughs> I'm not so maudlin yeah. about this place in life that I'm at right now that I'm saying, hey, girls, I know you're going to a party tonight, so maybe, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the day I finished my exams being so emotionally ready to party, and then all of my friends, we have never been more tired from all the study, and I think yeah. all the adrenaline just leaves your body, and I just collapsed for about three days, and then I partied after that. Yeah. I, I was the best right. sleep of my life. That's so. I um I I get annoyed because my my dad, uh, is an idiot and he uh, second child was he? He's, I I think he was our like number six maybe out of like eleven. Um, he's or maybe even seven. But he uh he was talking about exams. Here's the thing with my dad. He goes into a bit, and I don't know that he's doing that. I just feel like we're having a father-son bonding moment, and we're talking and we're sharing about things in our lives, and I feel shortchanged because I will tell him something personal. Um, I'm talk- I was telling him about me going to the doctors the other day because I, uh, I was trying to get my shots. I'm going to India soon to mm. do some comedy, mm. um, and I, I'm, I'm struggling to try and find um, the the vaccine for Corolla and uh, I was sharing this intimate moment with my dad and then he's like, oh yeah, I was at the doctor's, I was getting an exam, I got, I got the eye exam, I put my hand over my left eye and they just said, read the bottom row and I said, made in Taiwan. <laughs> <laughs> just, just annoys yeah. me, dad. Yeah. <laughs> you are going to try that joke out in Mumbai though, aren't you? 100% I'm going to do that in Mumbai. <laughs> So good. You know, I, I had to wear, I very first started wearing glasses when I had to do my, like, because licenses are so long now, you know, like 10-year license. So I had to go get my new license a couple years back. And it was just the first time I started wearing glasses, but I was still vain about it. So I did exactly that. I realized that as I was, two people in front of me were taking the same eye exam, and they kept giving them the same line. Read line three. Read line three. So I was quickly eyeballed eye line three with, with my glasses on. It's only five letters. L-P-H-A-R. That is so bad. (laughs) Cheating at your driving exam. Is that what you've told your daughters? Well, that's what I said. As they finish their exam? As they finish their exam. You just got to know how to play the game. Yeah. It's all about how you do the tests. But yeah. Now that you've you've completed your exam, the secret to life is cheat. (laughs) Welcome. No, not cheat. Just know know, know the rules. Just know Know the rules. It's only cheating if you get caught. That's right. (laughs) But now, you know, the joke's on me. Now I have, like, to wear, like, three different kinds of glasses. I have, like, 18 pairs of glasses, and I have to leave them everywhere I need glasses mm. just to make sure I have them. Okay, but you've got to work your way around to exam again because we haven't finished the exam thing. Yet. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So I have to exam in my surroundings to find my glasses. Uh, and you know what else I don't like? Getting up the, in the early, early hours of the day because I am XAM. Oh. <laughs> Does he die? Surely he does. <laughs> well, you have to ask yourself, what was this about? Richard, make him stop. Was this design and technology? You did say design uh, and technology. I was designing 
And, uh, See, I always, I always imagine, because Tommy always, he, well, does he die? No, he always lives, says the audience. Marvellous. But, you know, I always imagine what would happen if he does die. Oh. And it does involve lions. And luckily there are five of them available. <laughs> so, you know, be aware of that. Um, now, the, uh, the Melbourne Cup is over, which means the focus is now on Christmas. And with rising inflation, it looks like it will be a skint <laughs> Christmas. Mm. So what are your best methods for saving money? During the looming festive season, everyone's going to have a skint Christmas. We're all starting to plan for it. Maybe work out what presents we can possibly buy that's not going to cost much. What food we can buy that won't cost much. Dane Simpson, what's your tips for a skint Christmas? Oh, okay. So I uh, this is a very old yarn. Uh, when I was about twenty twenty one, um, me and my housemate we had we we band together and we had sixteen dollars between us sixteen and we didn't know what to do for Christmas like a, a beer we wanted to have like a Christmas do and everybody was having like parties over that that between Christmas and New Year's break and we pulled our money together we went to like a bargain shop. And got some shampoo and a tarp. Um, and we also switched over. We may have swapped our gas cylinder for his dad's gas cylinder, <laughs> which had more in it. And we we went back home and we rang everyone that we knew, um, every party animal, and we just said, "We there is a massive party happening at our house. There is a slip and slide out the front. You would never believe the crowds that are here. And we were just like both pretending to be excited in the background. Mm-hmm. And we were like... You have, to, you have to bring your own beer, of course. Bring grog and meat. Um, and you will you will be entertained, and people started to turn up it in worked. droves. It worked. Oh. People were like, "I'm at this party right now, but that sounds better." So I'm gonna, and I'm like, tell the people at that party that they're welcome as well. And we just had a party out the front yard. Um, our neighbours hated us, and we put this tarp down and shampooed it and put all of the like the, uh, so the sprinkler fun. on it, and people just just rocked up. And we we I don't think we were short of any food. We had the barbie going all day. We had so many like <laughs> drinks to have. It was possibly the greatest party ever for sixteen dollars. You are a marketing genius. The skint <laughs> Christmas. You got a whole whisper campaign going to get people there. I love that. My idea is far less wholesome. <laughs> Go with me on this. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think about a fortnight before Christmas Day, you should pick fights with all of your friends and family members <laughs> to the extent that instead, they, of, instead of leaving it to the day as is traditional. As is traditional. Get in early, pick some fights, um, and stir them up so much that they're far too incensed to talk to you. And then they'll be like, oh, well, we're not going to get righty a gift. No, absolutely not. Not after the way she's carried on. So you won't do any exchanges of, of, of gifts. But then, this is crucial because we're all about peace and love. It is Christmas after all. On Boxing Day, you then make nice, it's heartfelt apology. It's Christmas miracle. Yeah, but it's too late then. It's too late. And then you can just go get your Boxing Day cheap gifts and be like, oh, this is what I had for you all along. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then they feel guilty because they, oh, well, they'll, they'll then bring out the expensive gift they've got you. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So uh, you're welcome and also I'm very sorry in yeah, advance. Is. <laughs> this, is e- this is almost as evil as Dane's one. Tommy, how do you have a skint <laughs> Christmas? somewhat evil as well. I have uh, offered this tip before, but I'll do it again because I still think it's one of the best tips for skint and yet seeming generous at the same time. Mm-hmm. What you give to the people that you need to give gifts to is adventures, right? Get away from objectives. For your first is you claim the high ground. It's not about material things. I'm not getting you like a set of pots and pans. Okay, what about kitchen. the goat? What about the goat? The chicken? 
No, no, you know, for for Africa. I, that 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 feels secondary. I think it's very nice. Some people do that. Um, I mean, because because the problem is with that is you can't be sure they did. <laughs> you know? Show me receipts. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I mean. They'd be like, ah, oh. but this is in the same vein, in a sense. But it looks more like so. I say, same giving something for Richard. I say, hey, Richard, uh, here's what I've got you as an excellent Christmas present. Is uh, we should go on a a horse ride up in the mountains. And you've paid for it all. You've and organized, gonna, I've, you've I've got it covered. Me, yeah, wow. but the deal is me very and generous. you, and I've invited eight other people. We're going to like we're going like, to recreate the old west. Wow. We're going to get ten of us. You're very generous. Uh, we're all going to go up there. And the problem is, for the next six months, we'll be like buddies talking about it. Hey, you want to do that horse thing? Like, oh, you know, John can't do it. Oh yeah, Bill's out. Uh, yeah, Brady's got a show. Uh, but maybe <laughs> next weekend. And then, yeah, how's the yeah. horse thing? Ah, oh. and eventually it fades and it fades and it ah. It was a good idea, but we never got okay. to it. Poor they, Richard every week. Yeah. But I didn't, there with for, the I didn't pay waiting. for anything. I just printed a flyer. <laughs> I just I just literally just <laughs> laminated a A4 piece of paper that said, let's go horse riding in February. Yeah. And then that's it. Can I shampoo the horse using Dane's shampoo? Sure. <laughs> I feel like anything it, you want. I've got, you just I've got give up sugar cubes the... and apples for everyone, <laughs> fun hats, chaps. Oh, well, I, well we're going to wear chaps. Yeah. And we're going to, like, I'll be Doc Holiday, and you can be Jesse James. <laughs> It'd be so good. But then, I, it's, I'm it's the excited idea. about have, it, and I know it's a lie, but I'm already picturing <laughs> us I mean. all the there. I can't is wait. It, uh, just pretending. We all the fun we would have had. It's like had we all got together that the and gone to. Part of a holiday is the anticipation. Yeah, that's planning. right. I'm like, no, and it's the memory, holiday. but also the memory, and you don't get that with Thomas. <laughs> but what about the food? Because the food, the other big, yeah, it's presents are one thing. The food is the other big expense of the day, right? You got a, you got the turkey, mm. you got the chicken, you got all the, all this expensive stuff. Well, you keep stuff. talking up the restaurants that you just couldn't get a book in it. <laughs> <laughs> We're all going to go. Oh, I can't believe it! It's all booked. I got called like two weeks ahead. <laughs> I just can't get in anywhere. Yeah. I actually, uh, I, was, you're going to put us all on Aria or something yeah, like that. Yeah. So I got I got some cheese and crackers. If, uh, you, if you want to come over. See, you know what? I actually I made a five course banquet and I've been slaving over a hot stove for days. But then the spirit of Christmas overwhelmed me and I, oh, I gave it to the needy. I so I have no food <laughs> yeah. for you. I promise I'm I'm telling the it truth. But I would I would just open a couple of cans. But you know it's also Christmas with dignity, so I donated my canned goods as well. Yeah, I'm a hero. Uh, so. <laughs> But don't Sorry. worry, I've, I've got the sugar cubes for the horses <laughs> when the time comes. I, I feel like I've been working towards this all my life because if I said, hey, everyone, come over, I'm going to cook up a banquet, all of my friends would go, I'm not eating whatever day. <laughs> <laughs> Very wise. Well, who are the winners and losers of this week? Dane Simpson. Oh, I think the winners are, and a quick plug, but we've got the River Arena Comedy Club on tonight. We've got Damien Callanan coming along, movie star of the merger. Um, the winners are the people who are coming along to, to the show. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. Uh, and also, it's good to have a bit of a laugh, you know, like we've, we've got the floods happening here, so we need that happening. Um, and I, I think the losers are um, oh, the Lions, who probably had to go back. I don't know. Aww. They didn't. They didn't. Uh, they got out for a little bit. They look for their paddle pops, I'm assuming, and then <laughs> now they have to go yeah. home he- empty-handed. Well, what did the uh, zookeeper sing to them as he uh, guided them back? <laughs> <laughs> who were the winners and the losers? Brady Connell. Uh, yes, look, uh, I think we'll, we'll stay on the lion theme. I think the winners are those uh, school kids who now have the best story ever. Best story. The loser of the week, I, I, I actually had an answer written down, but as I entered the ABC and, and 
filled in my little visitor pass. I spelt my own name wrong twice, mm. so I would say that I'm the loser of the week. But you, had, it's a quite simple name. It's quite a simple name, isn't it? But uh, mm. I'm quite sleep deprived, and there's far too many vowels in my name, and it was it all just proved too difficult. <laughs> I, I might have to tell your dad on you. I know, because <laughs> you know her dad and I. Her dad and I got an arrangement about the first of the month. <laughs> Where he uh, gives me his orders and instructions. Oh, you too. Yeah, I know. This Trans-Tasman uh, alliance <laughs> fills me with fear. Because your first of the month this time was Melbourne Cup. Did you get a Melbourne Cup pinch to punch? I don't want to talk about it. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I was not successful this month. Oh, it's disappointing. One yeah. to go for the year. You could, you could employ me to get your father. That would be the real twist to it. <laughs> Will you promise that on uh, air right now? Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll tra- I'm willing to travel to Auckland. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Who were the winners and losers? Tommy. Uh, I, again, we're going to be selfish this time around. I'll say me because uh, it was my first office Melbourne Cup. Uh, oh. Very excited about that. Mm-hmm. I've never been in a job situation where we all celebrated as an office Melbourne Cup and we put together the sweepstakes and we had non-alcoholic champagne and we all gathered in the break room and we put on the TV and we ate cheese and crackers and we cheered on the horses like this. Where's my horse? I don't know. Which one's mine? I don't know. And what number am I? I think I'm four. Who is it? Where are we? And the winner is who won? No. And the winner was me. Oh, you won? I won it all. That's so good. Suckers, I took all the colleagues' monies. How much money? $30. $10 more and it could have been that $40 (laughs) you've been dreaming of. Also, can we please get a petition going to get Tommy Dean a a race commentary job? That was some beautiful, Mm -hmm. beautiful race calling. But it was the most, because, you know, then the sweepstakes app that we had used had, like, somehow rotated all the numbers off. So all the names were right, but everyone was wearing a saddlecloth. Like one number higher. <laughs> like the winning horse was number one, but you know what? Mine cheetah said number two. And so, uh, how come my horse isn't even in there? Who's your horse? My horse is 23. There is no 23. He's 22. What's that mean? I don't know. Where is he? I don't know. Just enjoy the running. Your hat looks fantastic, Doris. Look how fantastic your hat looks. Did the party have a slip and slide with shampoo? That's what I want to know. No, we have very serious OHS. Implementation. And if you head to danesimpsonevents.com.au, it'll all work. Hey, uh, we're out of time, but please thank Bridie Connell, Tommy Dean, and Dane Simpson. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for being part of Thank God It's Friday. Next week, Rebecca De Unamuno, Tommy Dean, and Colin Buchanan. Music from the cast of Cinderella the Musical. Until then, I'm Richard Glover. And thank God it's Friday! They find her shoe. I don't want to ruin it for you. But they... They find her. Yeah.